Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Oh, I'm doing a thing tomorrow. Don't worry, you won't even know I'm gone. Uh, I'm. We got a full Nuanas now coming up for you, but uh, I'm getting hitched tomorrow, and uh, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm incredibly excited about it. And that song right there, uh, it reminds me of my soon-to-be wife. So. Uh, Thinking of you always, baby, and I love you so much. And uh, can't wait for the journey ahead. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Missing the first hour of the show? You can always find it on the Nuanas Now podcast, probably presented by Blackfoot Communications, the M Store, where they all grizz all the time, and the MSU Bookstore. Visit msubookstore.org. Well, there's a reason that if you do a six-part parlay, no matter how confident you are in all six picks, that the odds are so high because the odds are just impossible to hit all six. <laughs> we had it all the way rolling from Thursday all the way until Monday. What a fun weekend of football because there was actually multiple games every single day that all mattered that were great. You even got to feed your fix on Saturday with some FCS playoffs and some Iron Bowl and Apple Cup and, you know, the big game, Ohio State-Michigan. And uh, Jalen Hurts scores in overtime, and we survived that one. And then we got it all loaded up into Monday Night Football, and then we have to just die a slow death with the Bears beating the Vikings. What did you expect, Coulter? It's uh, the Vikings. Why do, well, so why did we decide that we were going to do a six-part parlay with the Vikings on Monday night as the lone kicker? Tell me your Monday Night home team. Uh, True, Monday Night home teams. the. Uh, Against the one of the five worst teams in the league, is it seems like a surefire bet. I place a six teamer every week for ten bucks. It's usually about plus eighteen hundred. <laughs> yeah. So ten for one eighty. Yeah. All you got to do is hit one of them in the season. That's right. And it pays. That's I've, hit, right. I've hit two. That's right. So in an eighteen week season, if you spend one hundred eighty bucks, but you win one eighty once, you broke even there. And I've won two, and I should have won a third uh, this week. I'm just teasing us because it was it was very, very fun, and that's why you know the wagering is. Uh, an engaging way to do it. It's all football all the time. Presented by Sportsbet Montana here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Brooks Nuanas chiming in. I mean, last week was we're starting to see the emergence of of the best teams, right? And, and somehow, some way, the Broncos are on the good side of. They're not the one the best, but they're on the good side. But pretty much all the rest of the good teams in the NFL last week, except the Lions are the ones that, that sort of stubbed their toe. But the Cowboys, the Niners, the Dolphins, the um, Jaguars, the Chiefs, the Eagles, and the Ravens, all they all won. And that's kind of the point in the season where we're at, where teams start to distance themselves. What do you got for your rankings right now? I know you always tear this out. Out of all those teams, though, I mean, that, I, I must have just named all the teams in your top tier. Yeah, Philly, Kansas City, 
San Francisco and Baltimore is my tier one. That didn't yep. that didn't change from last week. Um, I think that those teams are all kind of surefire. I think Philly's the best team in the league by a decent amount. Yep. I don't think Kansas City's the second best team in the league. I, I, I do. I really don't. I I like uh, San Francisco, Baltimore. I like Dallas. I like Jacksonville. All better than Kansas City, but they have the best player, and he's I mean, he's really unstoppable, especially when it comes to playoffs in Arrowhead. I would never bet against Patrick Mahomes, so that's why I just have them lingering there until they've kind of proved, show me something different. Um, but you know, I still think that Dallas is really strong. I think Jacksonville is really strong. So I know you're not as much on Dallas. I just think that I think they have this this such a high powered ability to blow teams out that. They don't keep games very close, and I think that people give them uh, a little bit of a knock because they haven't beat a ton of good teams. They lost to the Cardinals, but when you're beating teams in the NFL by 30 consistently, like you got something going there. Uh, if you get up on a team in the playoffs by two scores, even by 10 points, uh, Dallas is going to be a tough out, especially because they're not going to win that division with how well Philly's playing, and then they're going to be a wild card team, so they're going to get the 4-5 game, and I would not want to see uh, Dallas in the first round. It's be fascinating because Dallas, I think, gets a lot of headlines because of the Cowboys and because they roll teams when they are super favored. Like when they when they get a Commanders or whatever, they're going to just beat them forty five to ten. You know, they beat the Giants forty to nothing. They beat the Patriots thirty eight nothing. So they they definitely beat up on the the teams that uh, are the lower teams in the league. But if uh, everyone could, they would. That's right. The playoffs. I mean, when it comes down to the playoff draw for the. Cowboys, it's just going to be the. I mean, it's it's as simple as who do they play and where do they play them? Because you're right, if they're at home, they're going to be a tough out for sure. I think they're a tough out anyway, especially if Dak plays well. I mean, it's a quarterback driven league. Blah blah blah. They're just nice on defense, man. They got a lot of pieces. They definitely do. I just, again, if you can, they should have beat the Eagles the other week. You know, that that was just kind of like a. a a classic Eagles happenstance. They come out, they squeeze it out. I thought they played better than the Eagles did. Uh, I th- I've thought that several times this year. Uh, so just overall, I think Dallas is tough. But you know, Jacksonville played really well this week. I still have Houston lingering there. I mean, I think Houston's going to make the playoffs. The Texans are really, really nice on defense. Um, C.J. Stroud continues to impress man. I think he deserves MVP, MVP votes. I think that sure. above some of the top tier quarterbacks who just have the name and stuff like. Sure, Patrick Mahomes, if they don't have him, as you mentioned this weekend, Colter, what do the Kansas City Chiefs look like? Doesn't that in, equate to value? Mm-hmm. I think Trevor Lawrence is, is is starting to play really well, but I don't think that anyone's really playing better or bringing their team further along than C.J. Stroud is. It's a great point. He's definitely going to be rookie of the year, and he definitely should get some uh, some MVP He's the votes. rookie of, of all time. It's the best <laughs> it's rookie quarterback season of all time. It, yeah, is. it, it is. is. It's not even arguable. I agree. Totally. He's He's amazing. Uh, Brooks Nuanas here on Nuanas Now. All right, let's uh, let's do some guess the lines here then for um, this this upcoming week. Let's start with the Thursday night football, Seattle at Dallas. Yeah, I think this is a really weird game just because I really don't like the Seahawks. I think the Seahawks are bad. Seahawks have a the Seahawks are one of the the few teams that have a winning record currently that I don't know what to think of. I agree. I don't. I think, think they're five hundred, aren't they? They might be six and six. Six after and six. This last yeah, I week. believe so. Um, six and five because they had a buy early. Uh, Dallas, Dallas is a five and a half point favorite. I guess six and a half. It's eight and a half. Whoa. Okay, it's super high. It is super high. I think that the Cowboys cover that. 
So Especially at home, when they're nine point, ten point favorites, they've been winning by thirty. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just don't see how Seattle's going to muster up much. Chino's not playing well. Uh, the Thursday night rest advantage isn't here since they both played on Thanksgiving Thursday. So yeah. equal rest, normal Thursday kind of schedule, or rather regular uh, week schedule. So they didn't get that little time off by playing on Thursday on Thanksgiving. They didn't get that little break over the weekend like you usually would because you had to start to prepare two days earlier. Uh, forty six point, uh, forty six and a half point over under. I mean, I just don't see how Seattle can muster up anything in this game. All right. Uh, what else you got? What other, what other ones you want me to guess? Well, I think that there's a couple interesting road games here. Um, or teams that are going on the road that Good teams are, on the road. are all interesting, especially starting with the Detroit Lions traveling to the New Orleans Saints. Got to uh, have it after that embarrassment of a loss. You to- probably got to have it, right? The Saints also played pretty poorly on the road against the Falcons. Lost by, what, margin by nine? Um what say you? I think Detroit's got to be favored slightly. The Superdome is a tough place to play. I'm saying Detroit minus three and a half on the road. Yeah, you nailed it. Three and a half, 46 and a half point over under. I don't really know where to land on this because the Lions are playing really poor on defense. Uh, the offense, Why are they so up and down on defense? They've had moments where they have looked good on defense. I think that the Dan Campbell style, the team culture, the mantra of the Lions, the, you know, what is it, bite your kneecaps? Uh, <laughs> yeah. That lasts, that can last when you have energy and effort. And by week 12 and 13, they don't have a ton of talent. You know, like they're, they're starting middle linebackers, Alex Anzalone, who I think is a good player. If you play video games, he's like a 70. <laughs> That's right. You know, like he's not like a, ta- like a star. He's not even that talented, to be completely honest. Right. right. I like him as a player. He's been in the league for at least five, six years, seven years. Um, you know, I like, I like their secondary a little bit. Can you name anyone, Coulter? That's right. No, I mean, I like, can't. I like Tracy Walker. He's really come along at safety. He's a good player, but I don't think the average NFL fans watching Tracy Walker being like star, right? Yeah. Up front, same kind of situation on defense. I think they're just a little thin talent wise. And I think that as Jared Goff is playing with a magic hand, he can carry them. And I think that he really can play well. I think he can, he can be a top 10 quarterback in the league when he's playing at his best. Um, throws the ball with touch, has a, a an eye for it. Like he has a feel for it when he's hot, when he's not, he turns the ball over and he just doesn't look great. So, I just said that Jared Goff could be a top ten quarterback in the NFL. I did not say he is. I said he could be. We'll see. He's how, playing like one of the best guys in the league I mean, until who, he's not. He had three turnovers this last week. He lost right, in the that's game. That's right. That's true. Uh, all right. What is, all football time presented by Sportsbet Montana. What else you got? Um, this is an interesting one. Two dumpster fires. The Chargers at the Patriots. Man, the Chargers got to be the, one of the biggest disappointments. I mean, the Chargers and the Bills are the two biggest disappointments. In the you got to fire right? Staley. You just have to fire him. You just have to fire him. God, you should have fired him this week. Thanksgiving, I said that, that he wasn't going to get fired because it's Thanksgiving weekend. <laughs> he's getting fired. If they lose to the Patriots, he's got to get fired. Chargers, and the, the Patriots can't do anything, man. The Patriots can't score at all. Is Bill Belly going to get fired? No. Because Bill Belichick he's has... He's on a contract year, right? So they can just walk away from him. I believe they that's They could. How. He might walk away himself. That's been the rumors out of New England all the last two weeks. He's and not retiring like this. There's no way. I totally agree. I, I'm a little bit, um, I got a little little proximity bias right now because I'm reading the, the Dynasty by Jeff Benedict all about the Patriots and their rise and all the things. And it's, it's, 
you know, for as much as they are the evil empire, and I've always just hated them throughout my entire life, it, it makes it's making me. I mean, I've always had respect, but it's making me respect them even more because I'm just reading this 600 page book all about it. You are you're you're trying to say that you like the Patriots? No, it's I hilarious. do not. No, I do not. No, it's funny. You Here's the thing. Here's the thing, Here's the thing, though. The Chargers suck because they have terrible coaching. They have no culture. They they have no plan. They don't know how to execute. They don't show up for big games. All that. The Patriots suck for one reason. They have bad players. They don't have any players yet. They have bad players. Yeah, they do. That's why Bill Belichick is going to be able to to revive it because if they re-empower him with his GM duties and he can just get better players, I just don't know. No, he's been so bad the last five, couple years. He has, for sure. So I mean, Who's he drafting? Nobody. But if they're really, really bad, then maybe he gets better draft picks to be able to go pick somebody. I don't think he has it like that anymore. It's interesting. I don't know. I think Robert Kraft is so um, loyal and dedicated to Bill Belichick. I think they have a hard time moving on from Bill Belly. Uh, the Chargers are three and a half point favorites in New England. Uh, I guess three and a half to six and a half point. Stay away from that game. 40 point over under. Under. How can, how can Justin Herbert not score 20 on everybody? Keenan Allen's lighting it up. He's what if Justin Herbert, what if the analysis that was during his senior year of Oregon, at Oregon was correct? Was correct. Interesting. I don't know. The, What's to say that it's not? He's got a wicked arm. He does. He's got one of the best arms in the league. What has he actually done when it comes to winning? Nothing. You know who else has a great arm? Carson Wentz. Yeah. Yeah, but the strong arm argument is so different than the great arm. No one has the Justin Herbert, like, that there's touch, there's feel. I get it. The, what does it actually the mean? The mechanics. What does it actually mean? Ah, it's just beautiful to watch. If you look really pretty on Monday Night Football, but you don't ever win on Monday Night Football, then who cares? It's fair. Jeff George has a great arm, too. It's fair. No, I, Drew Bledsoe's got one of the best arms in NFL history. Guess how much the Patriots won before Drew Bledsoe blew up his insides and Tom Brady took over. Yeah. I mean, if you're watching these two guys work out, who looks better? Drew Bledsoe looks way better than Tom Brady. Definitely. There's just a lot that goes into it. You don't... Brandon Staley has to play... He's got to be one of the worst coaches in the last five or six years in the NFL. He's so bad, dude. He's so bad. Well, and when people ask, okay, how do you know You about said they don't have a plan. That's not the players. They don't make up the plan. <laughs> it's true. It's true. When people say, okay, well, how do you know about the coaching in the NFL? This is the NFL. It's not about like, hey, rah, rah, we're going to teach some fundamentals no. and teach you how to tackle. No. It's about having a plan. When teams can't manage the last two minutes of halves, if a team perennially and consistently and almost weekly loses on the last possession of the game and or mismanages the last four minutes of the first and second halves, that is 100% coaching, and that is the Chargers in a nutshell. Their whole fit, they've got their, they got such a complex in their fan base that they got the whole fan base convinced that it's because they have bad juju or something. It's not. It's because you have bad coaching. It's so simple. Yeah. It's just bad coaching. They have so many good players, and it's not just name brand like star players. They're, they have a lot of talent. Like watch John Harbaugh walk up, Ravens head coach walk up to Kenneth Wa- uh, Murray, uh, inside linebacker for the Chargers after the game, and listen to him with a hot mic telling me, Murray, Murray, hey, you're one of the best linebackers in the league, man. It's, it's a pleasure playing against you. You think that John Harbaugh says that to everybody? No, no he does not. Right. And if you got guys like that, and you got Derwin James, and you got Joey Bosa who didn't play on Monday night, you got these guys, and you are consistently below 500. It's a it's a coaching issue. It just it has to be. Got to fire Staley. All right. What else? You had Alpha Ball on time presented by SportsBet Montana. Go on SportsBet Montana's app. Uh, there's a new cool feature. You can put your bets. In. I know it's, some people think it's annoying that you have to go to the place, to the geofencing, to the machine. Well, there's a, a new way to do this, especially if you are a cash better like I am. 
You can put your bets in on the app and then click on the QR code option. You can go right up to the machine, scan the QR code, put your money in the machine, and boom. Uh, easy. It, it uh, accelerates the process and uh, uh, easy way to do it. So go check that out. Sportsbet Montana app. On all your various mobile devices, what other lines do you want me to guess? I'm going to get, get you a quick one, then I'm going to go to the game of the week. So quick one here is the reeling. Are they reeling the Cleveland Browns at maybe the Los Angeles Rams? The uh, Browns, man, Browns are a tough team to bet because they're so good on defense and then they're just so up and down on offense. No Deshaun Watson, no Nick Chubb. Yeah, they're so bad on offense, it's making the defense bad. That's true, too. Right, they're giving up points. They're giving up like 30 points like regularly. Yeah, the last and couple they can't weeks. score at all. They have. Um, but they're hanging on to a playoff spot. Cleveland it's a, it's a, is two and a half point favorites in L.A. I kind of felt the same. The Rams are four and a half point favorites. The Rams are four and a half point favorites. Why have the Rams jumped up? They they were favored last week too, and then they went nuts. The Cardinals suck, but I don't know. What's, they don't suck as bad as the Rams beat them. That's right. Because when Stafford's healthy and feeling it, and they Stafford's give him, back, they gave him all the juice. You know, he's got like shots in all every joint in his body. <laughs> if that's the case, Kyron Williams is back, uh, running back who's been out on IR for four weeks. Uh, he's, he's got a lot of juice. He's a good player. Um, I think the Rams just. You know what they have, Coulter. Exactly what the other LA team doesn't. They have a plan. That's right. They're just hard to because they'll out execute you, and then they have some talent. And they can. And Sean McVay can still out coach a lot of. He teams, can just out coach, especially it, the ones know? in the division. Yeah, he's not going to mess up the timeouts like you said on third and seven. He doesn't have to. He's not searching. He knows exactly where to go, and they all do. It's kind of a DNA. So Stafford's back, so that means I got to get Cup back in my starting lineup. Cup was back last week. He rolled his ankle. It did not look great. Jeez. He played all the snaps. Only had three catches. Um, he's falling apart. He's man. yeah. He's gonna. He's gonna have to fight it. A little bit. If if it was me, if I was the Rams, especially with how well Puka Nakua has played, how well Tutu Atwell has played, what a good Puka Nakua and Tutu Atwell. Come on, so good. Uh, I would just shut. I would just shut Cup down for a while. Like I mean, just try to make the playoffs without him. And if you make it, put him back in. But otherwise, if you break Cooper Cup, he's at a point in his career where it might be kind of a long term thing. All right, San Fran's at Philly. That's the game of the That's week. That's definitely the game of the week, man. You think the Eagles are the best team in the league. I think when the 49ers are the, at full strength, they're the best team in the league. If everything is equal. If everything's equal, the Philadelphia Eagles are at home and Jalen Hurts is their if quarterback. If everything is equal, I think that the Eagles handle the Niners. If the Eagles are banged up at all, if Brock Purdy's on a heater, I think that the Niners are the best team in the league. I totally agree with you, but they need more to fall into place. The <laughs> Eagles can play bad. They've been playing bad for two months. They're 10-1. and one. Yeah. How about the post-game scene after the 49ers beat the Seahawks? You got Trent Williams, Fred Warner, Nick Bosa, George Kittle, all standing around, and then Brock Purdy's just sitting in the middle eating a turkey leg. It's like, yeah. how did this kid, yeah. this 13-year-old, get to hang out with, like, I mean, the four guys I named previously to Brock Purdy are four of what? The 10 baddest dudes in the whole NFL? For sure. The fact that they get to all be on the same team and then this guy gets to be their quarterback is amazing. I think Brock Purdy's really good. I also think it's a huge boost to your confidence when you get to walk around the playground with the four guys that nobody else can beat up. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, yeah, Brock Purdy's pretty good. He's I'm just going to leave it at that. Everybody's pretty good when you got Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel and George Kittle and I'll, I'll Brandon Ayuk. I'll, I'll and tell you Trent that if they, if they run it, it's not Brock Purdy who won, won the Super Bowl. That's right. That's right. Uh, I think that the Eagles are uh, just home field, home field spread, two and a half. 
that's the nod for the home field. Otherwise, it, even. That's exact. I guess two and a half as well, and it's Niners by two and a half. Ooh, so the book, Eagles the home, book agrees with me. Eagles home dogs. You think that's how it plays out, huh? You think that the Niners just go over into Philly and just trounce the best team in the league and just walk out of there all happy, fat and happy? I mean, I don't know, dude. I don't know about that. Well, we always we've been talking all year. I'm not going to bet that game, but I'm totally going to bet that game. How about <laughs> how about the we've been talking about D line play all year, and the Eagles just absolutely let it roll when it comes to D line. But now with the guys that the Niners have acquired in recent weeks, I mean, how about the guys that they can roll in there? I mean, not only do they have Nick Bosa, but I mean, you're talking about Javon Kinlaw coming off the bench. You know, look him up, folks. If you you like big guys, I mean, they just have they have so many dudes. Javon Kinlaw, I always tell my beautiful wife. Like, honey, how big do you think he, uh, that guy is? She'll be like, oh, I don't know, like 6'4", 260. I'm like, they try like 6'6", 298. So they got Cleland Farrell, who was the number four overall pick by the Raiders a couple years ago out of Clemson. He's coming off the bench. Character issues. They got Javon Hargrave coming off the bench. They got Chase Young, number two overall pick in the whole deal, uh, coming off the bench. I mean, so your backup D-line is Cleland Farrell, Javon Hargrave, and Chase Young. Those are three guys that are all top ten picks. Then you got Javon Kinlaw <laughs> up, you know, playing next to Eric Armstead, next to Nick Bosa. It's, Eric Armstead's uh, pretty big. It's pretty pretty scary. I'd pretty, take the Eagles. Pretty def- uh, scary. Front. I'd rather have Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, and uh, Hassan Riddick. Hassan Riddick is is the man. Um, okay. Uh, yeah. No, I, no, I wouldn't. I'm going to walk that take back. They're pretty equal, but the Eagles are just so na- so nasty. Bosa's the best one out of the bunch, but then the Eagles have several of the next oh, best man, ones. I don't know. Really? I mean, Nick Bosa's one of the five best players in the NFL. Oof. We're warming up the takes today. Yes, we are. Uh, all right, Kansas City at Green Bay. The Chiefs have got to be nine-and-a-half-point favorites going into Lambo, but maybe Lambo gives the the Packers three. So I'm going to say the Chiefs are not minus six-and-a-half. Yeah, you got it, six-and-a-half. Um, that line's going to it's gonna go down. Jordan Love's on a heater. I talked about Brock Purdy getting on. <laughs> Jordan, Jordan Love is on a heater. Marty Mordewag explained this to me uh, on Monday. This is so great. Heater. Coach Marty explained this to me. Because I was like, Coach, how did the Packers have 17 guys out, including their starting running back in Aaron Jones, their starting tight end in Luke Busgrave, multiple of their top receivers? And he said that's why the Packers will be good last week and this week. Because there's no old guys to get frustrated and yell at Jordan Love for not knowing what to do. Yeah, yeah, totally. They got all the young guys. All of a sudden, it's just his team, and it's just like, his team. Just Jordan Love needs. just makes yeah. some plays, yeah. and they simplify it. And then Matt he was, at one is, point, he was like 21 for 24, 260 and three. He's just lighting it. Yeah, dude. absolutely lighting it. Throws a nice ball too. Uh, that okay. line's going to go down just because the Chiefs, the Chiefs, when they when they can run the football, and then Isaiah Pacheco is, is doing whatever his running style is, which is the greatest running style maybe in NFL history. Again, the takes are hot today. I, there's no one that runs like him. It's amazing. He's miniature, and he just runs so hard. So hard. He's going to die soon. He's going to die. If they can run the football a little bit and then get the screen game going and everything, but otherwise, they just don't have the same thing. Does Travis Kelsey look old to you? I don't know. He's thin. He's starting to look a little, uh, a little wary. Like I, I mean, you know, he's the only guy on the, on the team that can catch. So he's going to get worn out before the end of the year. Because, but he well, can't jump. He like can't like get no, off the can't. ground anymore. No, he um, can't. You know, the oldest. You know, the only tight end that's over thirty three and he's thirty four to have a thousand yards receiving in a, in a season. He's has eight in a row. At some point, it just ends. Ask Gronk how this goes. Right? It just like. I think with some positions, I think especially athletic big tight ends, I think it's an absolute cliff. So I think that the Chiefs 
do have some concerns there in Lambeau. Can the... You want to tease up the Packers to 10? Can the Packers cover 10? I don't think so. I'd roll Chiefs. On Sunday Night Football in Lambeau, what's the weather going to be like? I'd roll Chiefs. doesn't matter because they played Arrowhead. I would roll Chiefs even on a touchdown. Uh, but I would keep your eye on that. There's some games, Colter, right now, if you like Philly like I do, I'm not saying I love Philly in that game, but if you like Philly and you can get them at 2.5, you can tease that up to 9.5. Philly to cover, you know, getting 9.5. Yeah, yeah, at home. Bet that early, right? If it's still Thursday, you're hearing this. Bet that as soon as you can find it. But if you like the the Chiefs, wait till the last minute because I think that line will creep down to four and a half, five and a half. You can get a couple extra points if you wait. All right, Monday Night Football, the all of a sudden hapless Cincinnati Bengals at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jags are not just an upstart team now. They're legitimately really good. I mean, they have, they, they're tied with the Chiefs for the best record in the AFC. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is playing great and uh, I think they have a lot of the, the things you need in a formula to be a true a true contender. And the Bengals are screwed because the Bengals, <laughs> their whole team is based on their quarterback and their quarterback just had surgery this week. So Yeah, the Bengals are screwed. Uh, I'm saying Jags are, man, eight and a half point favorites at home. Yeah, I said seven and a half and it's seven and a half right there. So with the hook, 40.5. So 40 point over under low scoring. The Bengals are screwed. Yeah. There's just facts in life, right? Uh, okay, any other best bets you want to point out? I mean, I think Miami at Washington is an interesting one. Just because Washington is in a state of disarray. I mean, Ron Rivera already fired his whole defense. It's a nine, nine and a half point line there. Man. Miami is so good at, just like the Cowboys, beating up uh, on the bad teams. The, the commanders were like not quite in the totally bad team realm until the last couple of weeks. Then they traded their whole D-line and fired their whole defensive staff. So, I, yeah. I, now, I mean, now it's over. They were talking on Thursday on Thanksgiving. Ooh, if this team wins out, they get 10-7. They're still in playoff mode. It's like, well, okay, but then they lost. So now they're not in playoff mode. Now they're going to be in tank mode. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't. I off the commanders, too. I think that Miami wins that game. I think they could win with margin. I'm fine with the line. I, I mean, tease, not a lot of great, tease it down. There's not a lot of great parlays here, though. I always try to do my money line parlay. I think my, if I was going to give you a money line parlay, I think Dallas at home, Kansas City on the road, and Jacksonville at home. Pair those three together. Yeah, I like that. You know, I'm I'm rolling hard with Houston this week, even though Denver is playing really well. Uh, a complete resurgence. That's a nod to uh, Russell Wilson and uh, Sean Payton. I think that the, I mean the the Broncos look like a real team, which is wild because they were one of the worst teams of all time. Uh, the, the beginning of the season. I mean, when they got that seventy that? burger hung on them. I mean, they were so so. And now bad. they've won five in a row, and it's They're not good. just against anybody. They beat the Chiefs. They're good. The yeah. Bills. The Vikings and the Browns over yeah. this five-game winning streak. Yep, and I just think that Houston is is playing at home again. They just lost to Jacksonville on a last-second field goal that doinked off the centerpiece. There, uh, Houston is a three and a half point favorite. I just like Houston to win, maybe on the money line there. I just like Houston a lot. I'm going to roll with them just because I think that at some point Denver's going to lose on the road. You can't just. I mean, Denver's not going to win ten straight games, right? So like at some right. point they're going to lose. Right. It's likely to be on a road. Likely to be a good team. Yep. So I like that Houston in that spot right there. Um, Another interesting spot because here's some teams that are fighting for playoff spots. Called they're Indy at Tennessee, so Indy is two and a half point favorites, fighting for a playoff spot. Atlanta at the New York Jets, fighting for a playoff spot, two and a half point favorites. So those are all teams that are on the road against inferior teams, and they kind of need the win. Atlanta looked fairly good last week. 
Indy Atlanta, a little like, you know, south parlay there. You could put those on the money line since the margin or the spread is so low. Get some good odds as well. Uh, the over-unders, Coulter, here's something I'm going to bring sh- to the show next week is I want to actually like do all the math because it's mostly like an inference right now before it is actual facts. The unders on the morning slate are are smashing, and the overs in the afternoon slate are smashing. So consider that. I think that people really do wake up a little bit as the day goes on. I think a 4 o'clock game is a little different for no matter who you are. Interesting. The unders are significantly different in the morning and afternoon. How much of that is because of the, the visibility on television? And stuff I think too. it matters. They're national games. The weather's warmer. You're more awake. You've probably had two meals and two coffees rather than just breakfast and one. You know, like I think it does play. Um but literally, the last couple of weeks, last three, four weeks, all the afternoon slate is hitting overs, like across the board, 100%. So I'll get you some stats for that next week. But um, I know that we got a lot, of, a few less games this week, which will be really hard to deal with after that full slate of uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Gosh, five days of betting football. <laughs> I won a lot of money last week, guys. Oh, football all the time. I almost won a lot of money. The, the, I bookended it. The, the Lions, the first game of the week, and the Vikings, the last game of the week. Really... Really made me have to grind out just breaking even, but uh, say love you. That's where we're at. Awful ball of time presented by Sportsbet Montana. Check out Sportsbet Montana's website. You can click on locations to find where there's Sportsbet Montana kiosks, and you can always tune in every Thursday here uh, for all the uh, best of the best when it comes to betting lines in the NFL. Brooks Nuana is here uh, on Nuana's Now ESPN Radio. Thanks for being here. Yep, thanks. We'll keep on talking FCS. Now Brent Vegan actually is coming up. Montana State head football coach next. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. And Dwight, your father founded Schulte Law Firm in 1987 and since then has mediated more than 3,000 family law and divorce cases. Why is he so good at that sort of law? Well, he is a smart and patient man. A lot of situations where you find yourself in need of attorney are a high conflict situation. And it's really important. And it's a a tenet of our firm that we work through litigious issues in a collaborative way. It's important at Schulte Law Firm that when we're litigating these very serious issues that impact people's lives, that we do so in a way that provides the best representation and the best result to our clients. And what we have found is that the best way to do that is to litigate these issues effectively while doing so with a high degree of professionalism. We can have these disagreements without making it personal. Visit jshultilaw.com. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. Into December and the FCS playoffs are already rolling. Montana State hosting a game on Saturday against the perennial power. North Dakota State coming to town. We're joined now by Montana State third-year head football coach Brent Vegan, who also happens to be an NDSU alum. So, Coach, we'll start there. I know you just talked about it during your press conference, but uh, when NDSU is on the schedule and uh, it's also a win-or-go-home contest, how does it make you feel? Well, it makes me feel like we're in, a, we're in the right spot, I guess. I, I think that's the first thing you recognize is that such a stretch here and, you know, ultimately to get to where you want to be, they're going to be in there somewhere. So 
Uh, having this opportunity, having it here in Bozeman, um, you know, it is where where we want it to be. So, you know, uh, I think, you know, for me, it's you know, it's, it's been a, it's been a while. It's been it's been almost ten years, and, and you know, while there's some great memories, and that's where you know our, our family started, and Molly and I both went to school. Um, we're Bobcats, and and. You know, it's it's about those, you know, our guys going out there with them and taking advantage of this opportunity on, on Saturday. There's been so many parts about this NDSU run that's been so impressive, but, you know, oftentimes you think, okay, if this coach leaves, will it be sustainable? If this quarterback leaves, will it be sustainable? But they've gone through quarterbacks and coaches and all sorts of different faces within the program, yet the identity has by and large remained the same. What do you think has been the key to North Dakota State's consistency over these years? You know, you get the ball rolling, um, like what was done, uh, you know, really starting in 2010 into 2011, um, you can't let up. And I think that's been the mentality around there. And, and that, that comes from the support, uh, you know, uh, of their fans, of their, their boosters, uh, you know, of their administration, um, you know, and then what you have within that locker room, whether coaches change, um, athletic director changes, you know, it just continues to move forward because that that group, you know, knows how it's uh, how it's gotten to this point and what they need to do moving forward. Um, and then that that leadership at the top, you know, um, continues to to move in that direction. I, you know, it's 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 synergy, I suppose, to some degree. I think just being able to have that you know group of players continue to keep things moving forward. I, I know one key, I this friend coach has been the same. Um, yeah. We, he got there, uh, 2003, 2004 and, you know, Jim Kramer, I, you know, gets credit, but you know, he's been the, he's been the constant, um, you know, going on, you know, I, I would imagine this is his 20th season. So, you know, uh, there's something to that, but there's something just to that, continuous support and continuous, uh, you know, continue to change the, the, the funds raised, the facilities, and, and not, um, you know, not rest on their laurels. Brent Vegan here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Coach Vegan, the head coach of Montana State, the number six seed in the FCS playoffs. They're hosting North Dakota State on Saturday afternoon in Bozeman. One question I wanted to ask you, uh, not about the playoffs, but just about the all-league stuff. Uh, still working on this senior profile on Nolan Askelson, and he landed on the first-team all-conference team, and uh, justifiably so. But, I mean, when you were when you were sort of standing on the table for him and, and uh, making the argument why he should be a first-team all-league player, what, what was the case for Nolan? Well, I just, uh, it's been real steady. You know, I think, uh, his play on the field, um, it has been consistent. Uh, you know, he can, he can be physical and he can, he can cover ground. I know, you know, he finished up there in, in tackles. I, I know, I know statistically that's one piece. Um, but just, uh, you know, I think, I think when it comes down to it, he was, he was our, um, most steady linebacker, uh, on one of the top defenses in the league. And, you know, that, um, that warranted the, the honor that he got. When it comes to your team, how would you just evaluate the collective mentality and, and uh, how do you hope you guys just sort of continue to embrace the lofty expectations you've had throughout the year? Well, uh, you know, I think we, we need to have a, a forward-thinking mentality, you know, and, and I, I mentioned that in the press conference. So, you know, certainly learn from what's, what's preceded us, but, you know, um, continue to, to move forward and, and, and take on 
you know, whatever opportunity uh, is put in front of us. And, you know, we're fortunate to, to be at home here in the second round of the playoffs, the round of 16. Um, you're going to get a good opponent coming in here no matter what. And, you know, it is North Dakota State this, this go around and embrace the opportunity. Um, you know, ultimately aim to play play our best ball here in December. You know, that's you know, that's the that's the goal that you you know, you go back to January, you wanna be you wanna be playing this time of year and you not only wanna be playing but you wanna be playing your best and, and you know, um our last time out we, we didn't play our best. Um, you know, and that doesn't need to to be the defining piece. You know, we we can still continue to write this story the way we want to, but we got to go out and, and really be uh, um, aggressive in that mindset, uh, confident in that mindset, and go after it. Coming off a of bye, I mean, what sort of benefit did the bye give you? What sort of things did you guys address, and uh, how do you think you progressed? Well, I, I think it, uh, you know, however that last game goes, you know, it's, it's emotional, and, you know, it allows you to, um, to reset out of that. Um, you know, certainly there's a health component that, you know, anytime you get a, a week off, it helps, you know, whether it's at college level, the NFL level. I mean, a, a bye is, uh, is a really beneficial week, both mind and body. Um, you know, and looking at the matchup, uh, North Coast State versus Drake, you know, it allowed us to get going. Uh, I don't, I know it's Coast State, you know, I, I think the last couple of years we had more up in the air matchups, you know, where you kind of worked on potentially both opponents, but we were able to, to get going um, on our prep for North Dakota State and, and you know, I get a couple of days um, ahead on, in that regard. So, you know, we, we utilized it in all which, every, which way, way, shape, and form. And, you know, all that being said, you know, I think our guys getting a chance to, to go home for Thanksgiving, um, you know, what that does for uh, a young man's soul, I think, is, is pretty dang important, too, if you have the opportunity. No doubt. Brent Egan joining us here on Nuwana's Now ESPN Radio. Last couple of things for you then, Coach. We kind of diagnosed some of the ins and outs of the details of this matchup in the press conference. So if people want to find that, they can find it at SkylineSportsMT.com uh, as well as on the Big Sky Breakdown Podcast Network. Uh, but when it comes down to just the, the overall matchup, I mean, when I guess to start with North Dakota State has the ball. I know Cam Miller has been incredibly efficient. They're using the quarterbacks in the run game quite a bit. But what are the, the what is the key factor to slowing down North Dakota State's offense? Well, it's it's not letting their their running back uh, running game first off get going. And now that's you know they've added the receiver piece to that a little bit more and more. Um, so so being able to. You know, make that a competitive deal, um, um, and, and you know, be able to get get them backed up in the situations where the down and distance piece works in our favor. You know, I, I think uh, um, keeping Miller in particular, uh, you know, in the pocket when he, he does pass and get pressure on him is just critical. You know, the plays that, that he's able to make, the unscripted plays, you know, are probably as impactful as, as, as anything as you watch you know, the bulk of the season. Um, so, you know, it starts with those guys up front and, you know, our, our ability to to minimize their run. Where you know, they're gonna they're gonna run the ball and, and you know, what does that look like? You know, the you can't let um, the, the the play that should be two and three be five and six. You know, it's you know, I think it's really comes it's really as simple as that as the game gets going. You know, they're gonna take some shots in the play action game and, and you know, we're going to have to defend those. Um, you know, it's just it's the nature of their offense. It's 
you know, run, play action mix, quarterback run game. You know, it's, it's a lot of offense to defend. And, you know, um, being where we're supposed to be, uh, making plays in space, making tackles in, in space uh, are going to be keys. And, you know, hopefully we can tip the turnover margin in our favor and, and create, uh, create a takeaway or two. Last thing then, when it just comes to this matchup overall, what's going to take for your team to, to keep on moving and, and keep out and having playoff success? We need to create momentum. And at any point in time we give up momentum, we got to be able to, to stop it and get it back. You know, I think that's that's the nature of, of football this time of year. And, you know, turnovers uh, play into that field position. Special teams obviously play such a big part of that. Um, you know, so we got to make the most of our opportunities on offense, um, create as many, you know, big plays as we can. And then on the flip side, you know, be able to really limit theirs. So, you know, I think there's some real similarities in what what we do and what they do and you know uh, ultimately it's it's all those things that you look at uh turn four margin field position um third down i mean it's it's all those things and we just have to be the very best version of ourselves in all those areas come come saturday brent vegan here on nuanas now espn radio coach thanks for the time appreciate it and best of luck on saturday thanks for being here i appreciate it culture go cats i still can't get over that this is a second round game i understand both Montana State, they stubbed their toe down the stretch and then got blown out. North Dakota, North Dakota State, excuse me, lost to all three of the Dakota schools for, I would reckon, the first time in their history. Certainly the first time since all of them have been Division One. It just still seems at the same time unjust and also fitting and also one of the greatest challenges that you can expect for both of these schools. I just think that this is this game has as many ramifications going into the rest of the playoffs as well as into the offseason for the loser as it is possible to have in a game that's only in the second round of a 24-team tournament. We'll keep on extrapolating on that right after this. Keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio. Come on, it's now ESPN Radio. Thanks so much for hanging out with us all week. This is it for me for the week, but don't worry. Most of you won't even know I'm gone tomorrow. Tomorrow, got a jam-packed lineup here on Nuanas now. Great friend Rajim Seabrook. Swung by earlier this morning, so we caught some tracks. We played a little fun game like we always like to play. Smart or dumb, all about the NFL. We also gave you an in-depth dive. So a few more thoughts on this uh, Delaware at Montana second round SCS playoff football game. Carol, she does no sports, swung by. She's got all sorts of stuff to almost get us canceled, but not quite. <laughs> Grizz, uh, Grizz Hockey's in town this weekend. So Jeff Safford's got a nice little Grizz Hockey interview for us. And we'll also be joined by Cam Miller, the quarterback for the North Dakota State Bison. So uh, jam-packed lineup for you tomorrow. I'm out, uh, so you won't see me in studio. But uh, Andrew Houghton will be steering the ship, and Jeff will be sitting sidekick. So you're in good hands, and you got plenty of great content uh, coming down the pipe. I got, I got something I got to take care of. Very excited. Getting married tomorrow, and uh, it, it's it's wild to live a, a fast-paced, breakneck life like I have, and then uh, you know to get to an age where you're ready to settle down. And uh, I, I've I've been. 
married to my job for a really long time, and now I'm so, so happy and so, so proud and so, so excited to be marrying a wonderful woman tomorrow. So uh, thanks for letting me step away. And uh, like I said, most of you probably won't even know that I'm gone. Missing the show today, you can always find it on the Nuanas Now podcast, which is proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications, the M Store, where they're all grizz all the time, and the MSU Bookstore. Visit msubookstore.org. Couple more thoughts quickly. Here's the here's the juxtaposition I'm having a hard time rationalizing in my mind. On one hand, the regionalization of the FCS playoffs, I think, makes for inequitable draws because the two best conferences are the Big Sky Conference and the Missouri Valley Football Conference. I know I have a proximity bias, but I also know that I can objectively watch football at a high level. I've been doing it for 17-plus years now. Those are the two best conferences. I think that the, the top half of both of those conferences are better than basically everybody else in the FCS. I just do. I know there's an outlier here or there, but I just really don't think it's that much. I, I really do think that the Southern Illinois and UC Davises and Sac States and Youngstown States of the world are better than pretty much every other FCS team in the country. I just, I just, it's not that I think it, I really believe it in my heart. So when you're talking about these matchups, Idaho being the four seed, that's great. They should get an easier game in the second round than Southern Illinois. Montana State, they certainly deserve to have a tough path given the way they ended their season. It's still unfair is the wrong word because life's not fair. So you can't ever uh, spin it like that. But Montana State and North Dakota State are, I think, two of maybe four or five teams in the whole bracket that actually have a chance to go to the national championship game and they got to play each other in the second round. That's crazy, man. But on the flip side, here's the juxtaposition, though. If you're the Cats and you actually wanted to make a run at Frisco, you were going to have to play the Bison at some point. So you got to figure it out. And if you're the if you're the the Bison, you're going to have to play the Cats. You're going to have to play the Grizz. That's the thing that's so intriguing about this is all three are on the same side of the bracket, and we are almost certainly going to see premier matchups coming down the pipe. Thanks for letting me step away. These guys got it. We'll see you tomorrow on Nuanas Now, but you won't see me. I'll be back on Monday. Peace out, everybody. Have a great weekend. Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Yeah, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And, of course, they have Junior Bergen T-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time.